Before we begin, um, how are you doing? Like, how is life where you are? How's your family? Things I'm doing like good that. today. I'm trying to keep things very like present moment because yeah. like when I think about how I've been in the past, you know, four months since COVID hit, it's like too much. I feel like I've just been through like a you know a journey, like we all have. Just trying to keep our heads on, and you know, for me, trying to make work, you know, and um, content for the releases and trying to stay inspired and uh, feel motivated and all those things. Today, I feel great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, Toronto, um, they're doing really good, uh, all things considered. Um, yeah. Way, way, back in, was... uh, way back in March, we did the state of emergency and things were all serious and things like that. And I felt a little demotivated to do interviews as well because I love doing them in person. Yeah. But um, I think for the past like month or so, I've been getting like the like geared towards doing zooms and getting used to it so it's been pretty yeah. good so far yeah i mean it's it's cool i think that i mean i prefer this like definitely over a phone call like i i like a good face time yeah, like face interview and then i mean also for shows i i definitely i'm trying not to think about it too much but i definitely am feeling stressed out thinking about the virtual world and having to um share my music primarily that way yeah as far as performance goes like i really do um thrive in a live setting <laughs> yeah um, now uh like just to start uh i just want to introduce myself uh, you, you pronounce my name perfectly uh my name oh. my name is real uh this is studio one it's a platform i made way back in november uh, the idea is you know i get to interview artists that i would like to interview um international acts like yourself um, acts around Canada and local acts in Toronto, putting a highlight on them. I wrote for Clash and the 405 and things like that, um, cool. but I really wanted to build my own platform. So this has been an amazing experience and I'm really happy to get you on. Absolutely, um, thanks for having me. Uh, before we begin, uh, can you just briefly introduce yourself and then we'll just get started. Yeah, I'm Zella Day. And um, I'm reporting live from my kitchen in Los Angeles, coming out this Friday uh, with five songs on it. Um, each single, um, except for one, has been released over the course of the past four months. And, um, you know, that along with visualizers and videos. And so there's been a whole visual world created during quarantine, which has been very medicinal <laughs> for me during this time. And that's who I am. And that's what I've got going on. Amazing. Now, I know your roots. Um, you performed in a cafe uh, in your hometown. What was yeah. it? What was it in? I know you were really young at the time. Where did the, I guess the, the confidence come from to perform in front of people was it family support or just um... I've seen videos of myself performing at that age and believe me when I say there was no confidence <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man those are hard those are hard to watch I just I just love to sing and um, my grandmother ran the coffee shop called more and more coffee house um, I'm Swedish and my so my grandmother's mother's mother in Swedish and so more more coffee shop was um was the the spot for live music in Pine Top Arizona where I was raised my mom owned a paint your own pottery studio that was connected to the coffee shop and so me and my little sister spent all of our time there 
that was our after school hang, our before school hang. And that was where I played my first show when I was nine years old. Um, and it was the family support and encouragement. I picked up a guitar um, again when I was nine and, and started learning Bob Dylan covers. And um, there was live music at the coffee shop every weekend. And I was, I was sort of immersed in that world as a child and it felt safe. And it was, it was safe to, to experiment and learn and put myself out there and be vulnerable. And, you know, and, I was little, so, and, so there wasn't like the confidence of a performer. Yeah. I was like, I had a bad haircut, or, like mullet. Cause I was getting my haircut at Walmart. I'm sure at that time. And yeah, those first videos are embarrassing and they'll probably be they're, posted to the internet somewhere someday. They're sure. part of, they're part of the journey. They're, they're, they're the cool, they're the, they're the cool parts you look back on. Um, uh-huh. but, um, all the while, uh, as you progressed and got older, how was it, I guess, balancing school and then having this realization that music wasn't something that you were doing because you loved it or it was like a hobby, like you were going to pursue it as a career? How was that? That's a great question. I started traveling out to L.A. first um, with my mom. I was really young. I was 14 at the time. I have family in Long Beach, and so... Um, I had written a record independently when I was 13 and um, kind of finished that record and it's just an acoustic album and um, there were a lot of family friends that were like, you know, do you have representation for Zello? Sort of what, what are the next steps? Yeah. And, um, through friends, we had a couple of meetings get set up here in LA and um, the first trip out here, I met my first manager, JP Williams. And that kind of started the the snowball effect of, you know, meeting this person and that person. And um, so I was sitting in a lot of rooms, uh, meetings with my guitar, playing my music. Um, and so that was kind of my first toe dip into the industry. And it was kind of a, you know, a, an involvement of time and um, resources and songwriting. And, um, I started traveling to Nashville when I was around 15, um, still with my mom, I would go for a week. So I was in school yeah. and then I would go for a week. Um, and I would have writing sessions every day. So it's where I wrote, um, you know, had my first writing sessions, wrote with John Paul White, um, from the civil wars, uh, wrote with Megan Trainer. funny enough out there because she was signed. I think she's still with yellow dog, but, um, I really, I feel like got my, uh, got my chops up there. In, in Nashville that kind of lasted for a year, me traveling back and forth and continuing to be in school. But um, I think my mom was really good at keeping keeping my expectations grounded. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, the industry is really, really crazy. The only thing that you can control is, um, is what you're making. And so that was my main primary focus is was you know developing myself as a young person and um and school so you know i wasn't i wasn't pulled too heavily out of school as far as like touring and all that stuff that didn't happen until later um but i definitely did start growing in that direction from a pretty young age and i think it was oh maybe i think a month ago or two months ago i think in in june you released a kicker five years ago so now it's (laughs) you're celebrating the five-year anniversary of that record do you remember the moment, I guess, whether it was finally having that album out when it was 2015 or in that journey where you sort of realized, okay, this is this is it. 
This is what I'm doing. This is the journey yeah. now. Do you, do you feel I, like you have a moment? When I moved from, from Pine Top to Long Beach with my mother and my sister, because my parents separated and then we relocated to Long Beach, and things just got more serious. Um, I started working out here at a studio called Wax and um, with my producers, Wally Gable and Sandy Berry at the time. And um, I would say the, the real moment for me where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like a professional artist. Yeah. Um, this isn't just a hobby anymore. And it's, you know, um, is when I signed a publishing deal when I was 18. And so before anything happened, I was, you know, a signed writer. And um, that was, that was a really great step. I think even just mentally um, for me to think about um, my journey and my craft in a way where, you know, being off the stage, even there's a, there's a lucrative side of the business that's actually quite sustainable. And, um, as a writer, there's a lot of things that I could do. So I think that was probably the moment for me when I was, when I was 18 and I signed that publishing deal and I was like, okay, cool. I feel protected. I feel like more protected and I feel like my, my songs are, are protected and um, I can really work and make money doing this. And and that's kind of, you know, that's that's the side of the, the business, right? It's like art and commerce. It's like the less romantic version of what it is to, to really make this into your career. And um, I've been really fortunate to, to be able to do that and just focus on music. And um, yeah, so that was the moment. Yeah. And... I know you've released Kicker, the independent record, um, way way back, and you yeah. released a few singles um, just in the follow in the build up to this new EP. Um, instead of deep diving into those things, how important for you is the songwriting uh, in the records that you release? Like, how important for you is that process? The songs are everything. The songs are everything. I'm always kind of split down the middle, asking myself. You know, what, what do I enjoy more? Do I enjoy being in the studio or do I enjoy performing the music on stage? And it's it's like 50-50. I mean, I, um, the writing and every, every lyric and every twist and turn and the arrangements and everything that goes into the songwriting is... Um, is like that's that's it's all encompassing it's just what i it's what i do it's what i'm going to continue to do yeah. for the rest of my life and i'm trying to you know with each project with each ep with each record really grow um as as a writer and as somebody who's creating a sound and you know it's hard to create your stamp and your imprint in a world where everything has kind of been done um but i can only hope that if i'm you know if i'm fighting to to find my real, you know, intrinsic, authentic self in my music, that the writing is going to reflect that, and um, hopefully is going to, you know, be a be a strong foundation for me as an artist for many years to come. But I also love performing, and that's kind of the moment. It's like you you create this world and you create this language on your record, and then you get to go live inside of that world for a few hours, you know, yeah. at a show where where nobody can interrupt you, nobody can reach at you. It's like it's true uh, meditation and, and um, connection with things that you make. So, um, yeah, the writing is the most important thing. It's the only thing. Yeah, I figured as, yeah, right. I always ask artists when it comes to 
artists that um, do their own writing, you know, usually ask like in the vulnerability in that and the way that works. Because personally, I'm, before I'm a music journalist, I'm a fan, so I'm always interested in how artists can be so vulnerable in their records and speak about their things like that. Um, but I know this is about to be a little bittersweet because I want you to talk about concerts. Um, for you, um, I know you performed at Coachella and, and you toured with Juana Del Rey. Talk to me about some highlights um, over the years for shows. Um, some highlights over the years. I think maybe it was two years ago now, going on three. I can't believe how, how quickly time has passed. But um, I, I went through a huge transition in my professional life. Um, I was signed to Hollywood Records and then got off that label, and um, that took a really long time. And so I actually wasn't really allowed to play shows for for a bit there. Um, and uh, there was a lot that had to be worked out on the legal side, which was a big learning experience and happy to have it, you know, under my belt. Um, but there was a show that I played at the Moroccan Lounge downtown LA, which was um, in the neighborhood I was living in at the time. I hadn't played a show in a while. Um, I was going through kind of, you know, the legalities of getting out of a label. And, and then um, I had a friend who, who offered me a place to, to, to play as a, as a, as a guest um, at this show. And my fans here in LA knew that I was going to be playing the show and it was really communal feeling. Felt like everybody really like showed up to support me and I really needed it at the time. Um, Because I think that, you know, for a lot of artists, me included, there are moments in the process of figuring yourself out in the industry where it gets really scary. And, and there's a lot of room for, for self-doubt or, you know, what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Should I be in this industry? Is it for me? Yeah. Um, and so a big highlight was that show. I played that show and it was, it was really encouraging and I needed the support. And um, it is a relationship, you know, that you have with your audience. And um, it was just such a great reminder that it's, it's what I should be doing. Um, so that's a highlight. Uh, and then another highlight, I'll just, I'll keep it to two more. Okay. Um, since you mentioned Lana, I mean, she's so wonderful and has been so welcoming to me and supportive. Um, she invited me to play at the Santa Barbara Bowl. And that was a really funny one because I, I wasn't expecting that. And she kind of just called me like six days before the show yeah. and was like, do you want to play? And I was like, well, yeah, I want to play, but like, I wasn't really that prepared. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just went up there, I drove up there with my guitar and just opened the Santa Barbara Bowl with just me and my guitar. And that was, that was cool. That was really special. And then uh, Coachella was definitely a highlight kicker. You know, that was kind of like the galvanization of all the, the hard work and um, all, all the preparations and all the bricks laid that it takes to get to a stage like that. And then, you know, I was so, I was so ready and like all of my, all of my gears and my knobs, they were all polished and I was ready to like give the performance of a lifetime at that point um, in my career. And it was, it was beautiful. I still look at photos now and I'm just like, wow, I really, what a a blessing, (laughs) what a blessed, charmed, charmed little lifestyle a day. (laughs) Now, uh, moving forward with this um, new EP that's coming out. not so much about like what is the how does it feel to release this and things like that but for you personally um what do you want i guess um you, the people that enjoy your music i know you don't like the word 
uh, fans. You kind of like if they, if I, I read an interview where if they like, yeah, they I have a hard time. Stuff. It just always makes me feel like a narcissist. <laughs> Prince, <laughs> yeah. uh, Prince, it's like, oh god, Prince did an interview as well where he broke down the word fan as fanatics, and he didn't like the yeah. word because it seemed well. It's it's kind of derogative. Like yeah. it's to be like a fanatic of something. It feels like a little obsessive, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't like to think of anybody that is listening to my music that way. Yeah, so exactly. it's just, um, but yeah, uh, but what you're asking, like, what I, what do I hope that listeners take away from the yeah. EP? For you personally, because I know it's been a while since you've released a body of work. So for you personally, how is mm-hmm. this going to feel that it's going to be out in the world? And what do you want, you know, listeners to get from it? Well, the EP feels like a, a kind of a weight lifted off of my chest as far as something that I've been working on for quite a long time. Um, and not even just these songs in particular, the the whole transition um, in my career into, um, I mean, adult adulthood, essentially. I mean, I when I wrote all those songs for Kicker, I was a teenager, yeah. you know? And so you're figuring yourself out and you're, and you're writing music and it's released into the world. And so people are metabolizing you as like kind of a, as, as this kid. And um, I've learned so much and, and grown so much as a, as a young woman and, um, the, the core of the music, um, is just a bit more, more collected and, and poised, um, and, and is, I think just the, I'm setting a precedent for, for the music to come. So yeah, I think that if anything, the people that like this music or, you know, the, my, my old fans, if we're going to use that word. Um, some of them, I've, it's been interesting in, in reading the comments and kind of getting a gauge of people's responses. Not everybody likes it because it is different um, than what was released before with Kicker. And um, this is kind of a moment in my career where I'm growing one way and I hope that um, people want to come with me. And I'm also aware that there are some people that are not going to want to. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's okay. And so yeah. It's just a moment of clarity. And, uh, and so I hope that for myself, I can have that, and also for you know my listeners, they can also have a bit more clarity of uh, of yeah of my sound and and you know persona and and what I'm trying to build and make, and um, I think it just it creates more of a picture of what I feel uh, Zella Day is, um, and so yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah, for sure. And uh, on that note too, a lot of artists, you know, when the, when they release new albums or things like that their sound changes and they go through this thing where like you were saying like it sounds different so fans might not like that and you know yeah things like that but i think for an artist and even as yourself i think it's important to grow as an artist as you get older it makes absolutely but i think there's always that like nostalgic feeling when you're a fan of something and you always want to instead of the music you want it to stay the same you actually want the feeling to stay the same and and that's where that conflict always comes from that's a really good point because I feel like even the CP and I just I finished a full length recently. Um, that's going to be coming out at the top of next year probably. Um, it's it's definitely infused with everything that I am, so it's very honest, and that's the best that's the best thing I can do. Yeah, exactly. you know, is just be honest and not and not try to to do or be anything that I'm I'm not. Um, and kicker at the same time, like when I, when I wrote that, that record, 
um, I was that person. And I was, I was honestly portraying where I was and who I was at that time. And I'm doing that now. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's all a process, but every step along the way is so necessary. And, you know, I wouldn't be here without kicker. So, and, uh, usually when I add interviews and I talk to an artist, I'll ask them, how's the rest of the year looking shows and, and, you know, things like that because of COVID and things like that, I've changed my last question. So for you personally, I know going through, um, the, the labels, things and things like that and growing as a person, I know I, I recognize that we were actually both born in 1995. So oh, cool. yeah, I'm February, you're, you're March. Um, yeah. Are you February what? February 10. Okay, cool. So what sign are you? Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, turning 25, uh, for you personally, um, how have you, I guess, just grown as a person since this musical journey? Uh, and I, I know that's a big question, so just to like put it more focused, what's one thing you've learned for yourself? Not more so the music, but for yourself. Uh, the reoccurring lesson that keeps, keeps coming back around is um, I've had a lot of lessons in patience. Um, and I think that there there's really a time to, to push and to be active. And then there's also a time to see how, you know, the dust settles and um, to, have a, to have faith in, in what you're doing and, and who you are. And um, I feel like I've really been tested over the years. Um, in that thing. And, and I think that my, my patience, um, is getting stronger, hopefully, and, and not trying to rush my process. I'm so proud of the music because I'm, I'm so sure about, um, about what it is and, and where it's going and, um, what I'm communicating at this stage in my life. And, um, sometimes the best things can't be rushed. So, I would say, if anything, yeah, in my, my young adult life, it's patience. Perfect. Patience. Oh. And to not freak out and just, like, yeah. you know, dig your claws into everything and what the fuck, everything. Yeah. Especially <laughs> just us turning... Kind of let it go sometimes, you know? Especially us turning 25. There's always this, like, 25 is the big... It's weird! Yeah. I know! We're, like, an exact quarter. We're, like, right. a little shiny quarter of the way through. Right. And I'm like, oh, wow. Mm. Right. I'm not like young 20s anymore. I'm like headed towards 30. Right. That's and and I've always been told as as like a young person, like, wow, Sally, you seem so much older than your age. And like, that's that's going to stop soon, I feel like. Yeah. Or they're going to be like, oh, wow, you are 30. Yeah, you're old. You know? yeah. And I'll be like, wow, I am 30. <laughs> I've always felt 30 since I was 14. Yeah. But. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks again for coming on the platform Studio One. Been an absolute pleasure to have this conversation. Um, yeah, it's so nice talking to you. And uh, congratulations early for this new EP. And uh, thank you. And hopefully, when the world spins on its axis again, I'll see you live and can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be up in Canada. Perfect. All right. Have a good rest of your day. See you later. Bye.